Hello and welcome to The Cultural Scavenger. I'm Andy Parker and thanks for joining me as I share the backstories, the insights, and some offbeat tales that you might not expect. I have to think that if you're listening right now, you already know my story. But as I promised in the premise of my podcast, you'll get the backstory too. And I wanted you to get some of my backstory in this very first episode. And with that, let me state without any equivocation that I can be a real son of a bitch. Like they say, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Now, I've always had a quick temper. And most of the time, my outrage was directed at some poor customer service schlub who I believed had no idea what they were talking about. My wife, Barbara, and our children witnessed more than a few of my rants, and my daughter, Allison, would roll her eyes and say, Dad, stop it. You're causing a scene. Barbara often said that I was afflicted with a case of chronic assholiness, and reminded me how I would feel if someone spoke like that to one of our kids when they were just trying to do their jobs. Most of the time, I deserved their condescending chastisement, but as Allison got older, she discovered that I could be the fixer in the family. and She was always proud of the fact that she could take care of things by herself, but there was this one time that I remember that she couldn't. She was a freshman at JMU, and had taken her car in for service when the check engine light came on. Well, they charged her 400 bucks to replace the sensor, and when she got home, the light came on again. And the dealership wasn't being very cooperative either. Well, that's when I got the call. Dad, it's time to cause a scene. It was a minor one for me, relatively speaking, and I got it fixed. But on the morning of August 26, 2015, something happened that I couldn't fix. My daughter Allison's life ended with a bullet at age 24. She and her cameraman for WDBJ News in Roanoke were killed on live television by a disgruntled, deranged former employee of the station. I didn't see the shooting, and I pray I never will. But I picked up the phone when the call came in. I collapsed in a heap on my kitchen floor. My wife, Barbara, huddled next to me. And as we lay slumped there, holding on to each other for what little strength we could give each other, I felt as though my life was over. I knew I would go on existing, but I felt I would never truly live again. I was lost and in shock, consumed with grief and anger. We drove to the staging area near the marina where Allison was killed, and there we met the assistant general manager for WDBJ, Mike Bell. Mike was the one who had to identify Allison and Adam. And as a former first responder, he'd seen his share of suffering, but that day he was a shell of a man, just like I was. I don't remember much of our conversation that day, but there was one thing that he said that stayed with me. He said, Andy, she would want you to live. It later reminded me of a famous line in The Shawshank Redemption, which happens to be my favorite movie of all time. 
To keep Andy Dufresne from losing his mind in prison, his friend Red tells him to either get busy living or get busy dying. Anyone who experiences a horrific tragedy finds themselves at a fork in the road. Now, one path looks easy, even a little comforting at first glance. You just give up, curl into the fetal position, screw it, kill the pain with drugs or alcohol. The other path looks much harder, but it's the only path worth taking. When you go down that road, you fight back. That afternoon, something remarkable happened. In the middle of my tempest of rage and sorrow, I had this epiphany about how I could channel being a natural-born son of a bitch into something for the greater good. I would honor Allison with action. I think Allison would approve of the scene I'm causing now, the scene I've been causing for over five years since I made that commitment to honor her life by changing the gun culture that took it from her. Part of being that son of a bitch is making the people who resist change uncomfortable. I've called out more politicians than I can count. Now, I wasn't a son of a bitch right out of the gate. I tried being nice, but all it got me was thoughts and prayers. So I really had no choice but to be strident, shall we say. I called the NRA a terrorist organization in an op-ed for the New York Daily News. It made every town for gun safety, who I was working with at the time, apoplectic. I remember them telling me, Andy, you can't say that. It's too inflammatory. My response was, guess what? I said the same damn thing on CNN last night. Well, the moral is, sometimes you've got to be a son of a bitch with your allies, too. I guess they must have decided that, hey, he's a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch. Because nine months later, they posted my op-ed on their website on the anniversary of Allison's murder. My detractors have called me impolite and rude at best, and unhinged at worst. They've told me, I need to move on and get over it. But that's just not my way. I don't think I'd have been able to help move the needle if I hadn't used a bludgeon. Winston Churchill once famously said, You have enemies? Good. That means you've stood up for something sometime in your life. Well, I've made plenty of enemies being a son of a bitch for gun violence prevention and I'm a constant thorn in the side of the sociopaths at Google who refuse to take any meaningful action to remove Allison's murder from YouTube. I may be a son of a bitch, but I'm not amoral. And you can't slay the dragons I fight if you're not a son of a bitch with a sense of justice and decency. However, one thing I've learned along the way, you can be a son of a bitch, But it's just not wise to be one late at night on social media after you've had a few drinks. I tend to get ugly and bitter posting things I wake up and regret in the morning. And Barbara always reminds me that it diminishes the message. It can't just be about anger and assholiness. My humanity and the grief I feel have to come through. I'll never forget the night Allison's then-boyfriend, Chris Hurst, had his epiphany. 
It was probably a week after Allison's murder, and the two of us had been doing nonstop media interviews. I finally gave in to a producer from Good Morning Britain to do an interview and persuaded Chris to join me. We were already running on fumes, and the time difference sure didn't help. We did the interview remotely at WDBJ, and we sat at the same desk where Allison had delivered the news just a few short days prior. Well, as you can imagine, that was tough. One of the cameramen took a still photo of us, and it revealed a couple of guys who were drawn, haggard, and just flat worn out physically and emotionally. When we finished, and we were standing in the parking lot about to part ways, Chris turned to me and said, I know what i got to do. I've got to run for office. Well, I was pleasantly surprised and stunned, but I was fully on board. Chris did his due diligence, and he ran a really tight campaign, and two years later, he was elected to the Virginia House of Delegates, absolutely throttling a three-term NRA-backed Republican. Now, Chris isn't the son of a bitch I am, and he's actually made some friends across the aisle, but when he has to be, he can be a son of a bitch. Even now, as we've made progress passing laws that will prevent gun violence here in Virginia, I'd still rather be watching Allison report the news, waiting for her to text me from the anchor desk to ask me how she's doing, waiting for that after-work call that never comes. I was a proud dad. I was proud of the person she was, and I was proud of the person she had the boundless potential to become, and I reveled in that promise. Most of all, We wanted Allison to be remembered for the way she lived and not just the way she died. Her amazing, if brief, career, her boundless energy, and a smile that could light up a room. That's why Barbara created a different kind of scene. It wasn't the act of a son of a bitch, but rather the creator of the For Allison Foundation, a not-for-profit organization that provides arts experiences for young people in Southern Virginia. Allison shared Barbara's passion for the arts, and creating this foundation that's already done so much good for so many young people is an important part of Barbara's purpose. I wrote in my 2018 book that there is a saying often attributed to Hunter S. Thompson that I've always tried to follow. It's what we as a family always tried to follow, and it goes... Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, Wow! What a ride! I am grateful that Allison packed more into 24 years than most people do in a lifetime. I hope one of the things she learned is that sometimes there is a time and a place to be a son of a bitch, and that her dad is using it to try to make a real difference. Some time ago, Chris pulled us aside and remarked, You know, it's amazing how far we've come since Allison's death. Barbara started a foundation. Andy, you've been a fierce advocate and published a book. And I ran for delegate and won. Those are some of the hardest things anyone can do. And Allison inspired us to 
do these things. Yes, she did. That was her gift to us. She gave us that purpose to channel our anger, our love, and our creativity to make a difference. So what's the takeaway from all of this? If you have a righteous cause, it's your duty to be a son of a bitch. And I think Allison would be proud that I'm her son of a bitch. Well, that's the story. A special acknowledgement to Marianne Kennedy, Pat Bunch, and Pam Rose for allowing me to use their music from Safe in the Arms of Love, a song Allison loved. If you liked what you heard, please share my podcast with your friends. And if you really liked what you heard, please consider becoming a contributor to the podcast. I'm Andy Parker, and I'll be here next week with another episode of The Cultural Scavenger. Thanks for listening.